It's the In the Money podcast for Saturday, July 1st at Ellis Park as Churchill, what would have been the Churchill Downs meet, now moved to Ellis. That part of the Ellis meet comes to an end with uh, this weekend and uh, going through the holiday. And the big card on Saturday, certainly the biggest card in Ellis Park history, is featuring the grade one Stephen Foster, part of our late pick four that we're going to take a look at that includes three graded stakes races. I'm Tom Leach, alongside Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. And Jim, let's jump into this with the eighth race. It's the grade two Fleur de Lis, mile and an eighth, four-year-olds and up, fillies and mares. And uh, I thought this was a, a well-matched group to get this late pick four started. Where did you land in the Fleur de Lis? Yeah, I thought so too. This uh, Amo Ray uh, is eight to five on the morning line, but I can't see her being that big a favorite over. I've, I've got five horses in here that I thought had a shot. Uh, certainly coming out of the lottery on lottery and uh, only getting beat a couple of links by played hard and secret oaths and search results. She probably deserves to be the favorite, but she hasn't been to Ellis before, and uh, it's a speed favoring track, and she comes from out of it. Uh, so I, I think that she may get over bed a little bit. So uh, I'm going to use her, obviously, but um, I actually like Pauline's Pearl in here coming out of the same race. Uh, Amo Ray has beaten her the last two times in two grade ones, but Pauline's Pearl, uh, if you go back to the, the Churchill form back in 22, uh, she was racing very well. She raced in this race at Churchill, got beat uh, five and a quarter by She Dares the Devil. So I think Pauline's Pearl is going to be a, a big test for Amo Ray in here. Bellamore for Simon Callahan coming out of grade one gamely at Santa Anita uh, at a mile and eight. Moonswag for Brendan Walsh and Luis Saez. I think you've got to give her a long look at coming out of the Shawnee at Churchill. And that was her first race off a short layoff. Uh, she's got some grade one experience um, and um, just a, a, some back class in a five-year-old mare and Luis Saez and Brendan Walsh is a potent combination. And the last horse I'll use in here is Royal Take Charge for Al Stahl. This filly is lightly raced, only been out four times, but she's won three, and she ran the best race of her lifetime in an optional $80,000 claimer at Churchill at a mile and eighth on May 27th that was likely a prep for this. So uh, she's moving forward, and uh, I think she's got a big shot as well at 6-1. to one. So, yes, a very well-matched race, and I'm going to go five deep in the pick four. I ended up uh, going four deep in here, and uh, I think – uh, the Al Stahl filly is also one for Joe Sharp that uh, is in really good form, one three in a row, Hardy Constitution, that is uh, a little intriguing. But I'm going to go stick with the four. I have Pauline's Pearl on top, too. Aspison's red hot, and the horse has uh, some sharp works. I liked this horse in the La Troyenne. She didn't really run very well. Uh, Amo Ray um, also, uh, I liked both of them in the La Troyenne, and uh, Amo Ray uh, had a bad uh, post and got hung wide. So I can see where you could draw a line through that race and give her a big chance on the bounce back. So I think one of those two uh, probably is going to win this, but Bellamore has got maybe the controlling speed and the rail, and that could be dangerous is the way, the way speed's been holding at Ellis. And then Moonswag at 92 buyer last time is her best. So maybe she's just rounding into really good form right now. So I'm going to use those four on the uh, pick four, if you have a little more budget, you might throw in the uh, the Phillies for Stall and Sharp that they haven't faced graded stakes company yet, but look to be uh, improving four-year-olds. The ninth race is the grade two Wise Dan, four and up, 
Mile and a 16th on the grass. Set piece is a huge favorite. Jim, how do you see that one? Yeah, I tried to, to beat set piece the last time out in the Arlington at Churchill and didn't go very well for me. I'm going to stick with set, set piece here. I think of the four races that we're going to handicap, uh, this one is the most likely for a single. Uh, Giroux rides back for Cox. Horses 12 for 27 lifetime, over a million dollars in winnings. Beat Get Smoking at Harlan Estate last time out uh, on the square at Churchill. So I can't see Get Smoking, who I would think is my second choice in here, improving enough. He, he got an easy lead last time out at 48 and 4 and 113 and 1, and set piece ran down. Now, the Ellis Park turf course is a little harder than Churchill and runs a little bit differently, so the speed does hold better. But I just think set pieces uh, back class is going to overtake get smoking in the uh, in the stretch, and I can I can see it running one two again with those two running one two. The other horse I took a look at was Kenny McPeak's horse Camp Hope, and I've got him third in here coming off a, a nice win at Churchill at a mile and stretch out to a mile of sixteenth won't be a problem for him. And uh, B.J. Hernandez rides for Kenny McPeak regularly, and this horse has done well under him. So this horse got to come from out of it probably against the flow here, but uh, I would put him third. But that piece to me is the single in the sequence. That's who I ended up on as well. I couldn't, I was looking like you were looking for reasons to go against set piece and I just couldn't find a really good one to do that. So uh, 98 buyer last time in a grade three. So uh, I'm, I'm not going to single. I'm going to add Camp Hope. I think that horse has some back class, and I thought that last race was maybe a little bit of a wake-up for him that maybe he's going to start improving and moving, continuing to move up for a while. So I'm going to add that one to my ticket as well and just stick with those two. Uh, set piece, though, a, a strong win pick for both of us, it sounds like. The grade one, Stephen Foster, is the third leg of the pick four as race 10. I think Smile Happy off that 110 buyer in the Alley Sheba on – the Oaks Day card would be next to impossible to beat if he runs back to that. But that was much stronger than any race he'd ever run before from a speed figure standpoint. So I'm going to try to beat him with West Willpower and think maybe I'll get a little bit of a better price. Uh, I like the fact that Pratt comes in to keep the mount on this horse. Uh, he slightly regressed in the Oaks Day race to a 106, but ran a 109 previously. The work pattern maybe suggesting that this horse is cycling back up to that race at the fairgrounds in March where he ran the 109, and if he does, uh, I think that could be good enough to win this, hoping to get maybe 3-1 to one on him. Um, I think at his best, he, he's got certainly a, a big shot. I think he's maybe a uh, chance to maybe be a little bit ahead of Smile Happy, uh, although Smile Happy wasn't far off of him in the Oaks Day race. But still, uh, I think uh, West Will Power is going to be the one to, to beat for me, trying to beat Smile Happy. The only other one uh, I thought was worth considering was Stiletto Boy, just on the angle of uh, his early speed. But uh, I think one of those other two is the very likely winner. How about you and the Stephen Foster? I'm torn between West Willpower and Rattle and Row. And you didn't mention Rattle and Row, and I'm sure it's because of his running style. But uh, B.J. Hernandez took this horse over Smile Happy. And that's one reason I'm not going to use Smile Happy on top here. Um, and you know he had his choice. Now, he's ridden Rattle and Row ten times, and he only rode Smile Happy once last time out. So I'm I'm assuming he had his choice, but Corey rode the horse last year, so I, I, I may not should make that assumption, but he did choose Rattle and Row, and that's, that's who I think has the better chance here of the two McPeak horses. 
because I think Smile Happy has a good chance to bounce off that 110. Um, Rattle and Roll does not fit the form of a Ellis Park front runner, but this horse is just, he just wins. He won the Ben Ali at uh, Keeneland, the Pimlico Special at Pimlico, and the Blame at Churchill Downs the last three races. He's getting better and better and better, and I think he's got a real shot in here. I'm going to use Smile Happy, going to use West Will Power, and West Will Power is probably the most likely winner. Last three races, 103, 109, 106, he's not going to bounce. He's in good form right now. Uh, I think he'll, uh, he's, he's raced once at LSE, raced well down there, so I think West Will Power has a big shot. Uh, I'm going to use Stiletto Boy and Proxy. I've got, since I singled, I've got enough money to do that. Proxy can jump up. I don't like the fact he's been out since April, uh, but that was his best race, the Oakland Handicap. Uh, he's run well off a layoff before, and he's the defending champion in the Clark. He won it last year, uh, beat West Willpower. So he's uh, he's got to be considered. And then I'm going to use Stiletto Boy for the reasons that you said. He may get an easy lead here, and uh, speed does carry it, Ellis Park. So I'm going to go five deep, but... Uh, my kind of lukewarm, lukewarm pick, and a little upset is rattle and roll. The eleventh race wraps up the late pick four, three-year-old fillies in the Teppan at one mile on the turf. I took Kijera. I was back and forth between her and Heavenly Sunday. Uh, I thought Kijera was a really exciting prospect at two, and just the easiest kind of winner in her three-year-old debut. It was against easier, but I just loved how she looked. Uh, finishing up in that race and spaced out that field. Uh, Heavenly Sunday beat better in her race in the Edgewood, uh, so I think it's one of those two. I'm going to add one more, and that's Wonderful Lady. Uh, I liked her finish, the way she accelerated late on the May 29th race. It was first-level allowance company, though, so this is a much bigger bite that she's taking here. But if she's getting good, and I think there is a good bit of upside left for her, then maybe she's got a shot. I'm going to include her to try to have a little juicier pick four ticket. How do you look at the Teppan? I'm going to use those three. I think Zajera uh, is is probably the likeliest winner because I think she's obviously getting back to her form going into the Alcibiades last year. She was uh, very impressive in her win at Saratoga and came into the Alcibiades as, as one of the hot horses uh, then didn't show up at all in the Phillies and, and Jubal turf. So uh, her race back was extremely impressive, and I expect her to be much better as a three-year-old. Um, he's a wonderful lady because I love Brendan Walsh on the turf. Uh, her numbers don't match up, but these three-year-olds get better quickly, and uh, if she's trending in the right direction, she can move forward and be really tough in here. Heavenly Sunday got her to use for Brad Cox. And I'm going to use a couple more in here. I'm going to use the theme for Eddie, Ke- Eddie Keneally. Uh, coming off an Indiana win, and some people don't look at Indiana as being competitive, but trust me, they've got some nice uh, horses up there running on the turf. So I think the theme fits in here, and Luis Saez has ridden this Philly the last three times at Keeneland, Churchill, and Indiana. So he takes them out again, so that's another reason to use her. And I'm going to use a girl named Charlie because I think Tom Amos, um, uh, just this, this Philly hasn't panned out the last couple of races in a grade two and a grade three, but prior to that, she won two in a row. Gets her back on track, she might have a shot at a price here. So she's my price play in here. But uh, I think Tajera is probably my my pick in here, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Wonderful Lady jumps up. How did you structure your pick four ticket? I've got five by single by five by five. Very easy, 62.50. One, two, three, five, six with eight. With one, two, four, five, six. 
with two, three, four, five, seven for sixty-two dollars and fifty cents. I ended up going with uh, a much uh, less expensive ticket, only thirty-six dollars. And as we talked, I, I decided to change the structure and try to catch a price in the first leg with those two improving four-year-old fillies. So I'm going to use the the Alstall filly, the uh, Royal or uh, was it Royal Take Charge, and then Hardy Constitution from Joe Sharp. Use both of those along with uh, the other ones I mentioned. So one, two, three, five, six, seven. Then I'll go three, eight in the next leg, Camp Hope and Set Piece. I'll go five, six in the next leg, Smile Happy and West Willpower. And then three deep at the end with three, four, and five. And for me, a $36 ticket for the 50 cent increment on the Saturday card at Ellis. Really nice card. There's some other stakes races earlier as well. If they have a nice card at Woodbine on Saturday. So you've got several spots around the country. And just make sure you have some funds in that Keeneland Select account if you're not going to be able to get out to your local simulcasting facility. Best of luck playing our late pick four or something else. From the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.